What is up, podcast fam? I have some exciting news for you. So for those of you who have followed the show for a few months, you know that I changed the name of the podcast from the Stand Up to Sitting podcast to the Energy Exchange podcast. And one of the main reasons I did that, honestly, was for searching purposes. It's very rare that someone is going to type in stand up to sitting the correct way with the number two. And also a lot of people, when they first hear it, they have no idea what stand up to sitting means. Now, of course, you know what it means. However, I believe that changing it to the energy exchange podcast would create more clarity about this show and about the mission, because that's really what this lifetime is all about, is exchanging energy with nature, with other humans. And life is really just a big old energy exchange. However, I have to be completely transparent because I never truly loved the name, the energy exchange. I never fully bought in. And as I was thinking deeper about my mission, my purpose, and the message that I want to continue putting out in the world, I was hit with a name that resonated with me fully. And it was one of those aha moments that was extremely enlightening and also extremely joyful because it felt so right and it feels so right as I'm about to tell you the new name of this podcast and really the new name of the movement that I am on. And for this moment forward, this podcast will be called Thrive University. And for those of you who don't know, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is called Thrive because I truly believe so many of us are just surviving and we're not fully tapping in to our potential. And that is ultimately my mission is to provide you inspiration, to empower you, to educate you on tools, to fully unlock these codes to living the most fulfilling, enjoyable, successful life. And THRIVE is an acronym. THRIVE stands for thoughts, habits, relationships, intention, vitality, and enthusiasm. And I believe truly that through these six pillars, you will be in a position to get the most out of your human experience. So from today, moving forward for generations, this podcast will be called Thrive University. And I promise you that name will not change anytime soon because I'm telling you as I speak it, in this moment, it feels so damn good. It feels so right. It feels so aligned with everything I want to create in this lifetime. So thank you. Thank you for continuing to show love and support. And as always, if this show has impacted you in a positive way, share it with a friend, share it with a family member who you believe could benefit from the message. Because ultimately, your word of mouth, your word of mouth is my oxygen. Now, let's get into today's show with the one and only Alex Sedlak. And I am so impressed by this 20-year-old. I first encountered his content on TikTok a few months ago and immediately reached out to him and wanted to get him on the show because I want to bring you the most interesting, powerful minds in the world. And I truly believe the way that Alex is navigating through this human experience really on his own terms is so inspiring, especially for you young Gen Zers out there. This guy dropped out of college his freshman year and really just pursued his dreams. And you're about to hear more about his story right now. And again, I love you so much. Thank you for just 
being here and being present. Know that you matter and you are unique. You are here for a reason. Please do not forget that. You are not here just to survive. You are here to thrive. Now to today's show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast. And I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I got an extra special treat for you today. I got my guy, Alex Sedlock, in the building. Alex, what's good? What is poppin'? Thank you for having me, bro. Hell yeah, dog. All the way from Toledo, Ohio. All the way, man. And um, we'll just jump right in, my dude. Uh, you know, first came across your content on TikTok probably like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious to know, I know Gary Vee had a big influence on you, but what has that journey been like for you the last six, 12 months? Ooh, so last 12 months, so about a year ago from today, I dropped out of college and that's kind of when it really started. So I dropped out of college with no intent to be a social media influencer whatsoever, none. And I dropped out. I was like, dude, I need to I need to do something where I know if I put time into it, it's only going to go. It's only going to go up. So then I saw this huge potential in TikTok and I was like, I need to capitalize on this before anyone else notices this potential. So then I started watching Gary Vee, listening to him all the time. And he would always say six videos on TikTok a day and you are guaranteed success. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take this man's advice and I'm going to do it. So I did that for like a month and I ended up getting like 100K within a month. And I was like, all right, this is going well. So I just kept pushing. And as of today, we're at 945,000. So we're getting up there. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Yo, so when did that journey start? I So you dropped out about a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, And then how shortly after was it that you started posting on TikTok? So I, I dropped out in October. And my first TikTok post was November 4th. So we're almost a, we're almost a year into the journey. Bro, so we definitely need to we definitely need to coordinate like a a year a, a one year anniversary for you dropping out. And then also yeah. that might coincide with hitting the million mark, which would be dope. Damn, that'd be crazy. I actually need to look into that. I have no idea what day I dropped. So that's definitely something I need to know. Yeah. And I've seen you, I've seen some of your content regarding college and higher education. And Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to dive a little deeper into why you decided to drop out and what, why do you think education today is so broken? Damn. So me personally, I've known since junior high that both of my parents are realtors. Keep that in mind. I've known that I wanted to do something that involved real estate And I've known that I never needed school because that's what I wanted to do. I'm good at talking to people. So I knew I would have a a career in that if I really wanted to pursue that heavily. But I also had like a little bit of Instagram fame when I was a freshman, but then I started to get shit on at at my school. So I deleted it, which I wouldn't have, but I couldn't handle the heat yet. So then I, I moved into the dorms. I was excited for college. I was there with my friends. But I had a random roommate and my roommate was the total polar opposite of me. He was incredibly introverted, incredibly the most introverted person I've ever met in my life. He was also gay, which made me kind of uncomfortable, even though I'm not homophobic. It made me just uncomfortable, like to be shirtless in there because like, I, I didn't know what to do. It was going to do. So he then snitched on me for having alcohol in my dorm, which which like. I just had a hard time wrapping my mind around like who does that. So then I also just could not do school. Like my, my grades were just shit because in college you really have to teach yourself everything. Like the professors are there, but how much do they really teach you? Not that much. And in Toledo, all the professors were like foreign. So they hardly spoke fluent English. I'm like, how am I supposed to know what they're saying if I don't even know what they're trying to say? So it's just like, yeah, it was, it was a fucking mess. So then I I was like, why am I spending money to be miserable? So then I just, I got out of there. So 
So I love that you just trusted your intuition and, and fucking, and fucking headed out and pursued your passions. And, and I think that's why a lot of people resonate with your messages. Cause it's like, you're just going for it, dude. Yeah. You're just fucking going for it. What was really exactly what's happening, bro? Exactly. What's happening. What I feel like, I feel like that reaction. I feel like everyone needs to trust themselves, bro. Like you're, I feel like this is, everyone needs to realize that it's their life. You know, like if you're living for your parents or you're living for judgments of others, like to meet their standards, you're never going to be completely at peace with yourself. So once, once you shut off your, your fear of judgment and your fear of fitting in, you, you start to do things that actually make you happy instead of doing it to please everybody. And then, and then you start to collateral damage doing shit that makes you happier and just ends up going well in every aspect of your life almost. For sure. What was mom and dad's response when you dropped out? Well, I told my mom before I even went to college, I was like, mom, I fucking suck at school. Like I'm, I'm a smart dude, but miss me with the book shit. Like I, I can't do it. Like if it doesn't interest me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. And she knew that she was like, all right, just go. I want you to get a college experience because she never had a college experience. So she was like, just go. And whenever you can't take it anymore, it's fine. Just don't waste all of my money. I was like, all right, say less. I'll go. I'll, I'll try it out. And my dad, I'm not really close to my dad. So he didn't like, he didn't really, he, he expected it too though, but he's always kind of, he's been this negative presence in my life, my whole life where he's just like, toxic energy where I don't really surround myself with it. So, so let me ask you, homie, like one of the biggest things that struck me is like this dude talking about these different things, you know, about, about dopamine fast and about relationships and all this shit. And, and I'm like, and then, and then I see a video, it's like, you're turning 20 tomorrow. I'm like, damn, this homie's that woke at 19. So I'm just wondering, because my experience with Gen Z is that as a whole, they definitely seem to be more conscious and woke Mm -hmm. than any other generation. So I'm, I'm curious to know, like, when did that journey of awakening and spirituality start for you? Dude, dead ass. Uh, When I was depressed as fuck, when I was depressed as fuck, when I was down in the dumps, bro, like. I, I was like suicidal, like my senior summer, which is supposed to be like your best summer ever. And I was just, I was down in the dumps over a, a fucking girl, bro. A girl. It ruined all of my friendships. This one girl ruined all of my friendships. So that was me. I had to take a step back and realize what I did wrong, what, what I could have done differently. So that led to a lot of conscious thinking about how I can construct my life to regain everything that I had at one point. So I had all these French, my, the beginning of my senior year was absolutely nuts. I was like the, the, the cool dude, whatever you want to fucking call it, where I, I, I pretty much directed the whole senior class, the whole school. And I was, I was on top of the world. It felt like, and then I let this girl tear me down completely. So I had so much time alone because all these people that I affiliated with weren't fucking with me the same because I let a girl control my life. So then I, I took shrooms and there I I realized I was like, dude, holy shit. You have wasted all of this time dwelling about something so irrelevant when you could have been improving yourself. But instead of beating myself up more for wasting all that time, I said, all right, I know I have, I am this, this human with so much potential. I can do anything I want. I need to maximize on this before it's even later than it is now. So that's pretty much. And then I started taking shrooms all the time and I've constantly wired my brain for improvement. So my subconscious mind is how do I improve? How do I improve? How do I improve? And that's just, it, it call it domino effects. Okay. Yeah. That's powerful. I love that you, I love that you had that experience so young because most mm-hmm. of us don't realize that shit to like, we've experienced so much trauma and we put up all of these walls. Yeah. Yeah. 
So having that experience at what, like 17? Uh, 18, 18. But yeah, it was, it was both. It was like a little bit of both. So, so let me ask you, bro. So other than the mushrooms, which are a phenomenal teacher and amazing medicine, uh, who were some of the other maybe influences or people that kind of took you in this direction and accelerated your growth? Truthfully, bro, it was, uh, it was almost no one but myself, except for our, my mom. She hit me with this one quote, bro, and it, it'll forever stick in my mind. She goes, I was laying in my bed in like literally a puddle of my tears, like not to sound dramatic. I was literally laying on my bed just beating myself up. She comes, she comes in and she goes, Alex, no one is going to help you but yourself. I was like, holy fuck. Because I was seeing a therapist. I was looking for help everywhere but within myself. So then once she told me that, I realized everything I've ever needed is within me. So then once you figure that out, you don't need anything else. And it just, it just takes you to these heights that you would never expect. Fuck. Yeah. I love that. So, so your relationship with your mom seems to be like rock solid. Yeah. She's, she's my homie for sure. Hell yeah. And I recently saw you, I think I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were reading a Joe Dispenza book. Yes, sir. You are not the placebo, right? Yeah. It's you are the placebo. Oh, yeah. You are the placebo. It is gas, man. It is crazy. It is crazy. Yo, um, so Joe Dispenza leads workshops, right? Oh, no way. Yeah. So I went to one in February in Colombia and Damn. it was fucking legit. He also, he does one week ones, which are also, I heard super transformational. And then I feel like you'd really fuck with his book, Becoming Supernatural. Oh yeah, that sounds that sounds dope. Just the title sounds dope. Yeah. So so talk to me, homie. Like what what right now is something that you are super passionate? Like what's what's something? I mean, you're this is gonna be the first time you vote, right? Second. Second. Really? Oh no, no, for president first. Yeah, for president first, yeah. So so I'm curious to know, like with all of these, I feel like the world is on edge right now, especially the US, right? Like shit, I feel like is about to hit the fan. I'm curious to know, like, what's your, what's your perception of the world right now with everything going on? Fuck, man. I don't even, dude, it's a, it's a clusterfuck of a, of a world, man. Like, it's just like, who do I even vote for? Like, I feel like I'm voting for who's going to fuck up the world, the world less. Right. So I got, I got Biden who's going to raise my taxes to like 40%, my parents' taxes to 40%. And it's just like how I've never understood why raising the taxes isn't even an option. Like those people work for their money. Why do we, why do we have to give their money to people that aren't working for their money? But then again, there's a lot of people that are less fortunate than I am and have a different perspective than me. But then I've, I've heard that Trump is the first president that hasn't started a war since like 1960, even though I feel like if Trump did start a war, I feel like the media wouldn't cover it. And I feel like we wouldn't know because the media is just all like manipulation at this point. So it's just like, there's so much information out there, but how much of it is credible? Like how much is true? And it's just like, we'll never know. So it's just like, it's just fucked in my eyes. And I just try to look for the best in everything. But when it comes to politics, I don't know. I don't know where the best can be found, honestly. What do you think the pulse is overall with Gen Z uh, based on the conversations you've had? So a lot of Gen Z is like anti-Trump. But I feel like I, me personally, I am right in the middle, Republican, Democratic. Like I am straight in the middle. So I feel like Trump is the assertive person. He doesn't take shit. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't take shit from other countries that are trying to like step on it or whatever. But then again, I don't know one, one single thing about Biden. Like I feel like we aren't informed 
on the politics as well as we should be. So it's just like people are against people don't like Trump. So they're just trying to get as far away from Trump as possible. And that's Biden. Yeah. I mean, I, like you said, it's who's going to fuck up less almost. So yeah. Toledo, Ohio doesn't strike me. By the way, I really fuck with Columbus, Ohio. I don't know how far away that is. <laughs> like two hours. Columbus is super dope. Um, yeah. so, so I'm not Columbus just, or, or sorry, uh, Toledo doesn't strike me as a spot that has like a ton of people thinking the way you think. No one. No so one. I'm, I'm curious, curious to know, Alex, like what have you done to cultivate a environment that supports your growth and challenges you and also holds you accountable? So thankfully, when I was going through all of that uh, spirituality, enlightening stuff, I was with my one friend, Ty, and he has been growing at the same pace as me pretty much throughout all of it. So right now, him and I are on like the same exact wavelength. So we hang out every day. We film a podcast every day. And uh, we recently started hanging out with our third member of the podcast. His name is Jake. And he's pretty much on the same wavelength as well. So it's pretty much... And I, and I have a few friends that are almost on the same page. But we, surround, we hang out every day. We, we are constantly looking for just ways to improve. Ways to monetize anything. Ways to get out of this fucking sorry ass city that we're in. So thankfully I have them as like-minded individuals to, we propel each other. So that's, that's literally all we have though. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's dope. That's more than a lot of people have. So, yeah. so speaking about monetization, right. You, you've been doing some coaching one-on-one or what? Yeah. More. I, so I mentor people. So they'll, they'll just give me like 30 bucks a month, which is kind of like very minimal for what I could be charging, but they'll just text me and they'll hit me with their problems. And I just kind of make them understand how little their problems actually are in the grand scheme of life. And well, not little, but insignificant. So like relationship problems in high school, they don't know that those are insignificant problems hmm. because that's all they know. So I, I try to make them feel better as well as comfort them that they're not alone in it and that the only way is to get better from here. So there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but, and I've, I've recently had to talk to a lawyer about it to make sure I'm not like doing anything illegal, like claiming I'm like a psychologist or anything. So it, it's tricky, but it's interesting for sure. I get to know a lot about people. So, so they pay you $30 a month and you, they basically get your number and can like hit you up if they want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. $30 a month, homie. We're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. I do. Cause I just know that my audience doesn't have money to roll around in. So right. I was trying to make something that appeals to the masses where I can just make the most sales. Yeah, that I feel like that's a good low ticket offer. And then like having a potential funnel to something where like it's more it's more sophisticated. But yeah, it strikes me as something that could potentially seep a lot of your energy, just like constantly responding to other people's problems. Um it does. But, but I'm sure I'm sure you're you're taking ownership of it and making it work. Yeah. yeah. I definitely know it has way more potential than what I'm doing with it right now, but I haven't met anyone that can really direct me and show me the ropes of how to really, really monetize the, the shit out of it. So until then, I'm just going to do what works, I suppose. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about that. My program, my one-on-one -on -one coaching is like, it's a 12 week program. It's six K and oh. Jesus, bro. What? And my, 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 so what I've learned and I have years on you, but what I've learned is, is when you try to reach everyone, you don't actually reach anyone. So, so getting clear, getting super clear with like, yo, who do I want to serve? Right. We call that like our avatar. Who do we want to serve? So my guess is you probably have a ton of Gen Z people who again are like, following you and seeking out 
advice and just mindset tips on how to optimize their life at a young age. Um, for me, my avatar is like 35 to 48, you know, successful entrepreneur, executive, three kids, maybe two ex-wives. And he's already been super successful with business, but now he's trying to replicate that level of success with his health, his movement, his nutrition, his relationships. Um, and yeah, bro, we'll definitely connect and, and, and talk more about that. Cause I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah you have the ability to impact and you already are, but I mean, we're just going to amplify that shit to the next level. Yeah. Period, bro. Yeah. Definitely got to get into that period. Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit more in depth when you had this first mushroom experience. So I'm a huge proponent as, as you know, a little bit of psilocybin and the potential healing power that it has. And yeah, I'm not like, we're not, we're not, we're not suggesting to anyone watching and listening, like go do mushrooms. Obviously you have to be intentional about what you're doing, but I just want to know about your experience, Alex. Um, so the first time I did it, let me, let me think back. Let me think back. First time, first time. So I was actually in the college dorms and it, it was probably the worst place to do it, but it was so fun. It was so fun because everyone, it was most everyone's first time. And it's like that first time tripping, bro, you don't know how to process all these thoughts coming in your brain. So you're just like, oh, oh, oh. you just can't even, you can't even get them out. So we went to the library while just tripping sack. We went to the library and we sat on the top floor and we, none of us talked. We all just sat there and thought. And while I was sitting up there, I was thinking, I was like, wow. I noticed, I noticed what I didn't, that people tended to gravitate towards me. What everyone that was tripping was gravitating towards me. So uh, that made me think, I was like, I honestly have an influence over these people. Like I, I have never really realized this until now that these people attention is directed towards me a majority of the time. So that made me just think, I was like, why do I have any reason to not be confident when these people obviously think of me highly? So that was kind of what woke me up to this charismatic, even though it amplified it, let's say it amplified it. It helped you, it helped you kind of recognize your uniqueness and share your gifts. Perfect. Perfect way to say it. That was literally a perfect way to say it because it, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. It made me figure out my purpose, like what my edge in this world was, what separates Mm. me from everybody else. I love that. And you know, what's funny, dude, is just the way that you or I seek inspiration or like we're inspired by someone like Gary Vee. The real reason that we we fuck with Gary Vee is because we see ourselves in him. That is that is a great way to put it. That is a very great way to put it, bro. That is Yeah. And and when I saw and like that and that that's what was going through my head when I like when I saw your shit, I was like, yo, and I told you this in the voice note I left you initially. I was like, yo, this dude is like like a brother. Like I see myself inside this dude. And and I think that's I think that's dope. And I'm glad that you really integrated those divine downloads. Yeah. And now you are sharing that uniqueness. Yeah. And it's it's I I never really thought it would get to the point where it's at to have this much of an influence on like so many people. It's like humbling, but at the same time, it's like boosting my confidence as well. Cause like every time I go out to the bars, people recognize me and dude, it sucks sometimes because people will dead ass, like pull me aside and ask for advice when I'm just trying to have like a party. And I'm just like, I can't say no because that's not my persona. So I'll end up missing 45 minutes of this party just because one person needs advice. So, I mean, it obviously has its blessing and its curses, but the, the blessings definitely outweigh the curses for sure. 
So, yeah, if if you're open to a little feedback, my my coach actually, we went over this thing that was super helpful. Maybe it'll help you. It's like in those certain circumstances, like boundaries, like obviously if it's a close homie and they're asking you something and it's urgent, it's like, okay, we can address this. But it's like, think of your house, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna let every you're gonna basically let anyone post up outside your house. Like that's cool. You can post up outside my house. You're not gonna let everyone in your living room. That's a select few people. That's probably like the homies or like good friends. You're gonna let even fewer people in your kitchen. Like that's yeah. some sacred ass shit. And then <laughs> you're gonna let even fewer people, maybe even just one, in your bedroom. Right? So, so it's like these boundaries, like, okay, especially, I mean, yeah, I I don't, I don't know if that, that, that analogy makes sense to you or not. Oh, it made perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bro, I'd love, I'd love to see the influence and it's just beginning. You're just getting started, homie. Yeah, bro. It makes me so stoked. It makes me so, but then sometimes I feel like 20 years old is old. Because when I was like 18, I would be like, damn, that dude's 20 already. Like, holy shit. And now I'm 20. So it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. You old as fuck. So, so (laughs) what, for someone right now who is kind of in that, in that stuck zone of trying to figure out like, yo, what is my gift? What is my purpose? What, what, what do I have to contribute to this world? Where would you say for them to get started? Listening to your gut, bro. Your intuition is so like crucial. Like I feel like if people just started listening to their gut and not to the opinions of others, this world would be an insanely better place. Like if people stopped comparing themselves, like if someone is genuinely stuck, delete social media for a week and you dive into your brain, write down your thoughts. And if there's any negative thoughts, what needs to change for you not to have this thought? Like it, it, it's so elaborate. It's hard to dumb it down to one thing because it takes months to really, to find, to pinpoint what your purpose is. But definitely by listening to your gut and saying fuck it to pretty much everyone else is a non-constructive criticism. That's, that's where you'll find your happiness in your success. Okay. Uh, a little side sidetrack, but I'm curious to know, you mentioned kind of the relationship or lack thereof with your pops, with your dad. I'm yeah. curious to know, like, how has that impacted you as you've gotten older? So my dad resentment. Like, what, what, yeah. So my dad is pretty much the most closed-minded person I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, my like, and I hate talking about my dad like this, but it's just so it's mind blowing, honestly, because he thinks his way of thinking is the only right way of thinking. Like the he thinks oh, I could talk on a, about it for hours because I talk to all my friends about it because this dude is just like it's crazy. It like my I'll talk to it about my mom and she'll just like he holds grudges for so long. Like he'll he'll every time we get in an argument, he'll bring up shit that happened when I was in high school, like it happened yesterday. And I'm just like, how are you ever gonna be mentally clear if you never forget about shit that happened? And it's just he, he acts like it's still relevant to this day and it just blows my mind. So it's impossible to form a relationship with someone that will never ever let go of shit that you did three years ago. It's, it, it's really crazy, bro. When you start to like be, be woke and you understand that parents and adults are basically just kids with adult costumes. Who, <laughs> early, bro. They've really never, many of them, like so many of them. And I see like, I have a great relationship with my parents, but like, I still see, childhood traumas that they had show up in the way that they talk and communicate. Yeah, bro. And like, so my mom and dad got married when they were 19 years old and he didn't fulfill my mom 
and my mom divorced him and she he he didn't believe that she would do it so my dad is so resentful towards my mother and i am a lot like my mom so i think that's what pisses him off so much is that he sees her inside of me and he can't control me and he can't control he has a control problem so he can't control me he can't control her so when he when he's out of control he just loses his shit so mm -hmm. it's like it's like what do you do to someone that is like that we even went to therapy and the the dude literally told him this isn't my problem it's his problem and he, my dad thought i twisted his words to make it sound like that even though that's clearly what he said and it's just i was just like all right dude i give up like and then he'll, he'll flip out on me and then the next day he'll text me be like i'm sorry for being so mean i'm like dude you do this every time i'm done i'm like i'm done communicating to you and he just like he's like i've heard that before so i haven't talked to him for like three weeks now and it's is just he, like is he located also in ohio toledo yeah 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 he's in, he's in my hometown my super small hometown which all my friends are at and it sucks that i can't go to his house because of what happened three years ago and he, he even though i've changed drastically from the person i was three years ago he he'll never get over it so he it's just let you in his house he lets me in his house but he won't let me stay there past like 9 p.m because my two my two brothers are there so basically back in when i was a senior in high school i got caught smoking at his house and i had my little brothers there and they they thought i was like influencing them negatively even though everyone on the fucking planet is going to end up smoking they thought it was just strictly because of me but uh they thought that was like the end of the world he still holds it against me so now they won't let me stay the night there and it's just i can't go there like for long extensions of time without him arguing or yeah yeah it's it's just not healthy yeah well i mean it's good it's good for people to realize like also that we all have shit that we're we're working through like regardless of what you perceive on social media or anything like that, everyone is fighting internal battles that you don't really see. And I was talking to my stepdad about my father's problems. And he goes, this just sounds like he is incredibly mentally ill. And I was like, that's exactly what I was saying. Like no one mentally sane acts like that. So it's, it's everyone has shit that they're going through. Everyone. Yeah, man. And, and, and honestly, it's, it's a lot of emotional wounds that have just never been, that have Yield. never been, have never been addressed. And just like most of Western medicine. So you, you have a bullet wound, we're going to put a bandaid over it and maybe temporarily solve a problem, but we're, it's just going to manifest into much deeper shit later on. Yeah, it's going to get infected and it's just going to be nasty. Super nasty. When, yeah. And it's just, Becoming woke has made me interpret things at such a different level, man. It's I'm grateful for it, but yeah, I'm grateful for it. That's that's all there is for it. There's, I love seeing things for how they are. For sure, and and like you said, uh, well, you didn't say it, but I feel like it was on the tip of your tongue. Like a lot of times when you when you start to be more conscious and aware of things like it becomes sometimes harder to connect to certain people or just certain things because you see them at a deeper level. You see them yeah. more than the surface. Right. You see their true colors and you don't want to surround yourself with toxicity. For sure. So because this is a health and wellness podcast, uh, I'm curious to know what are some of the health practices that you've implemented into your life that have really elevated your, your game? Yo fam, I am sorry to interrupt today's show, but I promise it's for a good reason. Because the mission of this podcast is to inspire and empower you to take full ownership of your health and happiness. And the best way to do that is to process and actually learn the information that you are gathering in today's show. So I literally want you to text me right now with the biggest takeaway, the biggest download that you have had so far. I'm not joking, I'm being dead serious. I wanna know 
what actions you're gonna take in your life to create a brighter future for yourself. So text me right now at 1786-321-0278. This is not some gimmick. This is me. And I actually want to gather as much information on what is meaningful for you. So please help me help you create the best show possible. I love you so much, fam. Text me right now, 786-321-0278. Now, let's get back to the show. So once a week, I'll fast. I won't eat shit the whole day. I'll just drink a fuck ton of water. And then uh, I eat mainly salmon. That that has made me more lean than I've ever been in my entire life. Like physically, I am tip top shape as I could be right now. Mentally, I, 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 I've never publicly said this, but I smoke every night. And it just, I don't get like ridiculously stupid couch potato. I just do it to alleviate myself because I, I, I assume you're an avid smoker every now and then. I, when I was your age, bro, I was like in my stoner phase, but I probably stopped smoking like six years ago, seven years ago, because it probably senior year in college, like it wasn't serving me. And I just realized I was like, yo, this makes me more paranoid and way more socially awkward and uncomfortable and insecure. Okay. And, and, and I definitely had like four or five years where I was like, I would blaze and play basketball with my boys for like three hours. And I loved it. Um, fuck yeah. But, but continue, continue where you left off. So uh, some of the times it's not even smoking. I'll take a little bit of an edible. Uh, I also, I meditate as I'm falling asleep. So I'll turn on a frequency and I'll lay there. I won't move a single muscle. And then I also astral project. I don't know if you've ever done that, but I do that probably twice a week. And that just gives me a humbling feeling of, oneness with the universe where i'm like this reality is not the only reality pretty much so like dude crazy story actually last night i had a lucid dream where i was on a different planet in this planet so you know how time is relative yeah so on this planet 80 years on that planet or 80 years on this planet was one day on that on that planet so in my lucid dream <laughs> dude I was, I was walking around. Have you ever lucid dream before? It's like you're in this heavenly state of spiritualness. For sure. And I put on this VR headset in that reality. And then I woke up and then I was just like, what the fuck? It was one of the, it was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had, but honestly for health and wellness, I don't really, I read every day. I meditate every day. I drink a shit ton of water every day, but I don't take any medicine. Other than plants. Other than plants. Other than plants, yes. And this book has kind of leaned me towards my mind being my own medicine. It's crazy. It's, Fuck yeah, it's bro. That you said it earlier, like we all have the ability to heal ourselves mm -hmm. and once we start to go a little more inward that's when shit starts to transform and you start to become more conscious and aware of the way that you're showing up in the world and yeah. once that awareness grows you can actually take action and intentional behaviors to improve whatever that situation may be so these last fucking what six or seven months during during covid i'm curious to know is there like a divine download you've had i know you've probably had a bunch of them but maybe one or two or three like huge takeaways that have really propelled you forward honestly the fear of being average was one of the things that i instilled in my brain uh i'd that scares the shit out of me. Like not living up to the, my dreams that I have planned for myself, like not driving a Maserati within like three years. Like that's because I have, 
dude, like that is one of my biggest fears. I, I have so much to prove to myself. Like, I don't care about what anyone else thinks. It's all to impress myself. I, that is another thing, impressing yourself. Um, once you stop doing things for others' validation and you do them for yourself, it's like this huge-ass weight gets lifted off your shoulders and you're just like, I am actually great. But when you compare yourself to others, you'll never be able to realize that. For sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, we, we have, it's, it's so crazy too, bro. Like the, like you would be a sophomore in college right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like college. I had a great experience at university of Oregon. I studied business and sports marketing, but I couldn't tell you how that has impacted like my entrepreneurial journey today Exactly. And like, I'm just curious to know, what are you seeing? What are, what are some of the most common things people are DMing you about or texting you at three in the morning? Like, yo dog, like help me. What are, what are maybe a couple of these common things that Gen Zers are really suffering with, struggling with? Dude, a lot of them put so much pressure on relationships. They put so much pressure on themselves to get into relationships. And I try to get them to understand that if, if you are putting pressure on yourself in a relationship, one, that's not the right person. And two, you aren't cognitively where you need to be for you to be in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like people need to be completely one with themselves before they jump into a commitment entanglement with someone who probably doesn't know themselves because then this just that just creates a clusterfuck of emotions that they don't know how to deal with, which is exactly what happened to me. So I I tried to explain that to them, and it's mostly that, bro. It is mostly relationships, which and anxiety. But like everyone gets anxiety, it's just about what. So it's hard to dumb it down because most of these people have anxiety about different things. But then I would say honestly, a good sixty percent of them are relationships. And it's crazy that they, they put so much significance behind them. Yeah. And that that's, that's good perspective. And I feel like just mental health in general, it's like everybody in the, in my experience, like so many kids, high school, college, like they're either taking uh, Adderall, Vivans, antidepressants, SSRIs, um, yeah. and like you said, it all goes back to that relationship with themselves. And yeah, Alex, bro. this is definitely a good book for you to hop on next time. Love. Yeah. Don Miguel Ruiz. You probably heard it. I don't know if you've heard of four agreements. I have bro. my best. So my best friend, Ty, the one I'm with every day, his mom gives every single one of his friends that book at their graduation. Hey, that's I have read that one. I have read that one. Same author, but this is all about like really diving deep into that relationship with yourself because, you know, we, we always hear about self-love, but I feel like no one actually talks about the precursors to that. And like, how do you actually forgive yourself? How do you actually start trusting your intuition? Damn, that's true. That's actually really true. I've never, I've never even thought about the precursors. So what would you say how someone could go about forgiving themselves? Yeah, I think, first of all, it's really like, like you mentioned, when you have these thoughts, you know, and Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot. Every thought that you have triggers a feeling and emotion. Yeah. And then you think about something that matches that emotion. So it's a constant feedback loop. Right. And we're, we're constantly living, living and ruminating in the past. And we're, we have all this chemical, all this emotional residue from the past. Right. And we're trying to break free from these chains of the past. And it's like the, these, we often let this one isolated experience create our future. And that's why most people do settle for mediocrity. It's because they don't have the foresight 
to see the vision that they can create for themselves because they're constantly being consumed by the same fucking repetitive thoughts that continue perpetuating. And yeah, so, so in regards to forgiveness, it's, it's honestly like a lot of times we think our thoughts are true. So it's like, well, is this actually a hundred percent true? Like, does this person actually feel this way about me? What would my, what would, what would life be like if I no longer had that thought? And once you start to, again, like take time to identify these things, which most people don't do, you know, it requires stillness. It requires, people are afraid of themselves. You feel me? Yeah, bro. I totally get you. So, so that, that forgiveness process, depending on the magnitude of the problem or the situation, it, 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 like you said, I mean, there's variability. It's challenging for sure, but understand that it's really affecting your inner peace and your ability to move forward. So most women, for instance, and you're probably, you probably start to see it honestly, like at your age, like when girls get to high school, like when their insecurities at their peak and And then, and I'd love to actually get your take on this, but like what happens so often with women is like, they have, maybe they never got the love they crave from their father. Right. Like daddy issues are a real thing. A very real thing. And, and they, they chase that love and affection and attention in the wrong places, mostly from dudes. They know these dudes probably aren't like the best person for them. And then they get hurt and they start to have all these emotional wounds. They start to put up walls and then it becomes hard to like, even have a conversation, um, being open, being vulnerable. Yes, bro. That's what the podcast topic is today. Actually vulnerability. Yeah. And talk, talk about that. I mean, it's hard for me, like, uh, sometimes navigating and like talking building that connection with a woman and she might be 27, 28. Right. But like still in the middle of her healing journey and Mm -hmm. girls at your age, like they're probably not even aware of any of that stuff. So what's that experience like connecting with girls your age? Dude, I don't, that's the thing. That's literally the thing. I, it sounds fucked up, but I am the most picky human on the planet. Like, The girls that grew up around me are so just not on the same wavelength. So I don't, I don't spend any of my time chasing women in the slightest. Like this girl could be a 10 out of 10, but I'm not going to spend my time on her because I, she, she won't match my energy. Like there's a 99% fact. She won't match my energy. And anyone who doesn't match my energy is just going to drain my energy. Like I need, I, you need someone that can comprehend the ideas that you're saying and then feed those ideas with more enthusiasm, not be like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, but not only that is she has to be a smoke show. Like, so I just, I've spent the past 12 months of my life, like completely eliminating my sex drive pretty much. And I, I probably plan on doing that for like, like three more years until I have built a sustainable empire where I don't have to work and it's, and it's passive. So I plan on constantly just improving. And then if I happen to stumble upon someone who is consciously there, maybe I'll give them a chance, but I'm never going to attach myself to someone the same. I love that. I love that you built that, that, that independence at such a young age and like like we talked about oftentimes with women especially it's like that instant gratification that quick hit of dopamine mm-hmm. yeah yeah right See, the dudes at the bars i don't even think they understand the uh the sexual energy exchange you know like if you're fucking a girl that is emotionally traumatized your energy is going to get transferred and you're going to receive 
some of that emotional trauma, like in the, and you won't even understand what's happening if you don't understand that. So it's just miss me with that. You know, like I'm never going to have intercourse with someone that I, I don't know their energy, you know, like that's just me though. Fuck. Yeah. Have you heard of the book, the way of the superior man? I have not. Oh my gosh. Alex, I'm going to gift you this book. I'm going to get... No way. I'm going to... Dude, this book is the most powerful book for for understanding like masculine and feminine energy. And I really think every man, like, like conscious man should read it. And women, I think would get tremendous value from it as well. But a lot of times we build that codependency and we forget about our mission, our purpose. Like mm-hmm. that is a man, that's like a divine masculine's like, like reason for being, right? Yeah. yeah. And when, when we forget about that and we let that go and all of a sudden we put all of our attention onto this object, this person, it really, it really shifts the narrative and it takes away our power. Dude, it... <laughs> Your energy is fucking valuable, like intensely valuable. So that is why I have started transferring my energy to entirely social media, social media expansion. And I've gained like 40 million views in the past week because I'm, I manifest it. So I, I tell myself every day I am maximizing views every single day. I am maximizing potential every single day. And none of my thoughts consist of female validation at all. Mm. And it just excels the whole process by that much more. It's it's so noticeable, it's ridiculous. Mm. Or all of that doesn't mean be like that doesn't mean I'm gonna be like a douchebag to girls when they come along. Obviously, I'll still treat them with like respect but I'm just not going to give them energy that they would expect. Mm. And that, that's a really important point. Like that focus. So energy is infinite, right? Like everything has energy. There's always energy being exchanged and transferred, but it's that focused energy. It's that committed energy where you're like dialed in and do Yeah. It's, Growing up with ADHD, I didn't really know how to focus until I took shrooms. I understood that. And I read this book. I I constantly filled my brain with, oh, I can't focus. I have ADHD. Oh, I can't focus. I have ADHD. And then once I realized I was labeling myself as someone that had ADHD, I'm not actually someone with ADHD. That's what I just labeled myself as. I completely worked myself around it. And now I have complete power of my consciousness almost. Fuck yeah, bro. You're gaining ownership of that subconscious of those stories, beliefs, perceptions of the world. And that, and that's fucking powerful. That's like a really, a really empowering position to be operating from. Um, I was going to ask you in regards to social media, uh, how are you able to, what's your approach is to find ways to disconnect with intention so you don't kind of get stuck in that spiral? Um, what has been an effective approach for you? So disconnecting mean like take a break from social media? Taking a break and just having like a healthy relationship, whether that means, you know, every, like only going on every hour or only posting at these times or yeah, maybe like, similar to a fast from food, you know, a fast for a day from social, what, what have been some effective approaches for you? So I deleted Snapchat. That was a huge one. I uh, started to understand the, 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 the reason that Snapchat is so popular is because they have so much shit within that app that entices people's dopamine and gets them to stay on the app. Like, so much shit they have all your data to make you stay on the app longer and i was just like all right i'm gonna stop making these people money by letting them control my consciousness i'm just gonna get rid of that app so i've deleted that got that out of the way i devote like at least 
two hours every day to writing, just writing my thoughts. Because then when I write my thoughts, I branch off new thoughts. Um, I sit outside when I do that too. So I feel connected with the, with the earth. And then before bed, I, I don't touch my phone for like 30 minutes before bed. And then I met, and then I just go on YouTube when I look up a frequency and fall asleep. So, I mean, I, it's hard sometimes to manage it all because I have to upload the YouTube videos. I have to edit the YouTube videos. I have to answer people's DMS. I have to answer the text. I have to look at my analytics to see what people look at. So I know what to put out. So it get yeah, it gets overwhelming, but it's definitely, I wouldn't want to work for anybody else, but myself. Yeah. And I feel like also, I love what you said about, <laughs> I know, I know I, you referenced the movie or the documentary social dilemma. I'm definitely trying to watch that. Dude. Dude. Yeah. I watched it three times, three full times. Cause I, I sat there and was just, it's such a big problem, bro. Like, and no one even realizes it. It's like everyone lives within their phone. Their brain is within their phone. They can't get up with having their phone in their hands. They can't go to the bathroom without having their phone in their hands. Like it's like you have a handcuff connected to your wrist and your phone and it's just fucked. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, I like, I haven't had Snapchat for a long ass time, but, but I don't think, I think people recognize and identify that there's an issue. Like there's an addiction for sure. I just don't think people know how to set boundaries for themselves. They don't, they don't. So I posted a TikTok the other day that said to delete Snapchat pretty much has 1.9 million views right now because I think so many people were like, holy shit, like this is bad. Yeah. And one thing I was going to say, we'll definitely connect. We'll, we'll definitely talk more about this when we connect next time. But, but I feel like definitely one of the things for you, which I've done in like the last year, that's helped a lot because I'm, I'm big on LinkedIn as well. Cause that's where my avatars at, um, is, is getting like a couple VAs, you know, it's like a high quality VA for like six bucks an hour. And you can create some systems in place to whether it's for YouTube, whether it's for replying to comments, whatever it is, but like, getting some systems around those things to take off some of the load I found to be really helpful. I, you find those at like Fiverr or what? I've had the most success on Upwork. Upwork. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about it, but, but like for sure, bro, as you continue growing and scaling, like you, it, it's not realistic to, to do all of those things yourself. Um, and it's actually dope to like empower someone else to do it, especially because, you know, the economy, those people need, need the work and they're good at it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that's definitely a cool opportunity. Um, as we wind down, my dude, I'm curious to know. So you are at a supper. It's your final supper, right? You're about to go back to that land where 80 years here is one day there. Okay. So it's your last last night in the 3D before you go to a different dimension and you get to choose three people to have that last meal with. All right. We'll say they have to be living. Okay. I'm curious to know who are those people for Alex? Damn. Oh, shit. My mom... Okay, my bad. No friends and family. Okay, 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 okay. All right, fuck. Last meal. They have to be alive. If there's really someone you want to bring who, who's in the afterlife, you can bring them. All right. Alan Watts, Nikola Tesla, and... Hmm. I know this might sound really fucked up, but Hitler, bro, 
the way he massively manipulated that many people, like there, I feel like that's, it takes talent. You know what I mean? Like, not that I respect anything he did, but like that is actually kind of crazy. Are you Jewish? No. Oh, I thought you might be. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt the guy was an unbelievable communicator. Like, like you have to be like to get that many people to, to go with what you say. To, like, to enroll that many people in your vision to do such heinous fucking acts is insane. Yeah, like, I know it sounds really fucked up to even mention that, but like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane to get people to kill people. Like, what do you have to instill in their brain to? What's crazy is I've actually, I've actually been to Poland um, and seen the concentration camps, which is like ugh, such a, such a surreal experience. Um, but, but it, it really is wild too, to see like some of those ideologies are prevalent today. There's someone who posted a comment on a, I did like, it was the Jewish new year last week. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying like, Shana Tova, happy new year to all my Jewish brothers and sisters. And some dude posted like, where are your horns? Uh, because it, a lot of people in other countries, they think that like Jews have horns cause they're like demons. Yeah. Still it's think pretty that- wild. And wow. um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's wild. But I actually, I respect that. You know, I respect that list. I don't think no one has ever said those three on this show. Um, any one of those three, that's, that's special. Uh, Alex, I want to refer, I want to, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to acknowledge you because I'm inspired by, by the way that you think about the way that you operate and navigate through this human experience. And I'm excited to continue connecting. I'm excited to, to watch your evolution and your growth and support you along the way. And I'm curious to know what are some final words that you have for everyone listening and watching and then where can people connect with you on social some words for everybody um i just hope everybody understands the value of their time honestly that is one thing that i hope everybody on the planet understands at one point and it's never spend your time doing something that you don't like you know like if you have if you're at a job that you that does not make you happy you are under no obligation to stay at that job. You are under no obligation to be the same person you were yesterday. Like, if just never question yourself, you know what I mean? Like, if something feels right, it doesn't have to feel right to anybody else. So just do whatever your heart desires and I promise it will lead to a life of fulfillment. And also you can find my Instagram just at Alex Sedlak or TikTok, Alex Sedlak. Hey, we'll, we'll make sure to link to all of that in the, in the show notes. Uh, my dude, I appreciate you. Let's fucking continue elevating the collective consciousness. Let's continue using these sacred plants to expand our minds. And guys, you already know what fucking time it is. It's time to thrive. It's time to take your thoughts to the next level, your habits to the next level. You're designed for fucking greatness. You are divine. And do not forget to exchange that valuable energy that Alex talked about. Much love, fam. Peace. Much love.